Welcome to the show, Super James, True and Domo, checking back what in up, with you guys. What's we up? are Green Room Radio. What's going on, guys? I hope everyone had a good Daddy's Day. Oh, yes. Father's right, Day. Emma. Happy Father's I'm Day, I'm True. Hey, thank you. You should have called me yesterday. I know, I forgot. Motherfucker. I didn't care. Uh, I was I probably had, hungover. I had one, too. You had, a, you had a good Father's Day? Yeah, Daddy's Day. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. For all my little subs. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Sweet. So we got some uh, guests on the show with us today. Yes. Uh, we got Free Custler. Yo, what up? Free and Custler. And then uh, Free Custler brought his friend Mish with him. Greetings. 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 So what's going on, guys? Chilling. What, what's the, I need to, I need to know the story of, first of all, how you got the name Free Custler. Yes. You know, it's actually pretty interesting. I've gone through like a bunch of different, um, I've gone through a bunch of different like fight names uh, and kind of nicknames as I've, as I've grown up. Um, and I kind of this came to this crossroads where I just like wasn't happy with any of them because they didn't really like identify who I was. Um, and uh, and I'm obviously I'm well known for like hustling. I've got a bunch of different businesses. I'm always grinding on different stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, freak is actually uh, not what most people think it is, right? So when you look at it, you're probably thinking like, oh, he's a freak, like on the sexual side, right? Yeah. So freak F R E E K is actually what the hippies used to call themselves back in the '60s. So I kind of like vibe with that, like super plant-based, spiritual, um, you know, my sex life actually kind of plays into it nicely because of the name, but, uh, yeah, see, I didn't, I, I didn't know if it was from that, but I mean, I, I kind of, <laughs> ass- <laughs> I, I kind of assumed it was the other way just because like I said, I see that you got so many different things going on. For sure. I see that you're in the Airbnb game, which I've been in that for, yeah, yeah. for a very long time. And then I see you're, you're a fighter. For sure. Uh, how yeah. long have you been doing that for? Uh, 11 years. 11 years? 11 years. One, uh, two Amy titles at different weight classes and then uh, doing my pro debut this year. What uh, what, what, what fight leagues are you in? Um, so I fought for, I just actually got a, contr- a three-fight pro contract with uh, Fusion Fight League. Um, they're over in Montana. They're doing some shows here in Las Vegas as well pretty soon. And then uh, before them, I fought for, I had a title through 559 fights. That's out of Fresno. Yeah. And then... Um, beat down 209 i got stockton's title as well and then uh, i moved out of california to here to kind of take it full time yeah just so you know this is diaz country in here so we got the stockton in here but yeah no i was watching uh, i actually watched one of your fights i think it was from 2021 okay and i saw it said you f- you were fighting at 125 yeah yeah how in the hell do you make 125 it's fucking rough <laughs> <laughs> what, what, do, first, what do you think you my, weigh right now uh 150 149 somewhere around there yeah no i Uh, saw that and i was like geez man how long is that process to get get down to that uh it's a it's a process so like a fight camp is usually about like three months right Uh so like the first month i'm kind of like eating whatever i want and just training hard and then the second month is when i start really dieting yeah so i shred off about five pounds of muscle and fat and then i get down to about 135 i continue training at about 135 to 138 and then i cut about 10 pounds of water uh as i dehydrate and (laughs) cut everything out of my body so that dehydration process is one day the diet i think is about two months and then at the very end of the diet you're eating like close to nothing fats proteins that's it Mm -hmm. yeah and then how quick does the weight come back after the fight are you like just right back so i used to try and bulk up as much as i possibly could Mm -hmm. but it actually slowed down my performance excessively i couldn't my my food wouldn't digest i was having like some really bad problems with that but uh now i get back up to i walk into the cage at about 140 
I want to say 142 to 148. Mm-hmm. It just depends, I guess, how how well my body takes. So yeah. would you consider yourself a big big for 125? I know they say when I, I used to. I used, used to, to until now. I mean, there's some dudes that are cutting to 125 that are just massive. I'm looking at them going like, how? Like, <laughs> seriously, yeah. they're like 5'9", yeah, just built. And I'm like, how are you making 125? This blowing my mind. Yeah, I used to say the same thing when, uh, when Nate would get down to 155. I'm just like, how? Yeah, you know, and I know he's, you know, he's got the height and everything, but I'm like 155 is, I have no idea. I know you're that's walking around at 180. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> easily, yeah, if big, not yeah. 200. So <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. So what what do you have going on as far as that Airbnb stuff? I, I saw you got. Uh yeah, so I'm in the luxury vacation rental market. Um, so we have about I want to say it's it's always changing, but about 11 properties right now. Um, that we broker. And uh, most of our houses are out in LA actually at the moment. I started my business in Vegas and with within the last year, I think majority of it has actually moved to LA. So we got a bunch of houses in the hills um, and I've been doing that for let's say five years. I started with a two bedroom apartment yeah. and uh, I went from that into um, you know apartments, condos, went to single family homes. And then finally I did like that for like two years. I stacked probably like 16 houses at once. And then I just realized it was way too much work. So. Uh, I scaled down, got rid of all my houses and just went luxury. And then I took on four or five properties and it was just cat like mad cash flow. And then how do you normally get to these people with these properties? Um, uh, usually like just having like great, yeah. Client rapport. Like my clients will always recommend me to other clients just cause I make them so much money. Yeah. So it's really like once, once you get in the, your foot in the door on one luxury property, once you have those analytics, you can take it to any other partner and go, Hey, check out how much money I'm making this guy. Yeah, no, you for know. sure. So what it comes down to is it's just like a trust issue, you know, meaning, 100%. meaning that they got to trust that you're going to, you know, it's almost like somebody already having a property on like one of those barbos, you mm-hmm. see it. And then you can approach that person and say, Hey, if I come in, you know, maybe you have your own clientele base that you could do. That it's, it's more about hands-off management for owners, right? Because a lot of the owners to these houses, I mean, most real estate investors in general, they've got other businesses. Like they're taking their money because they want it to be passive. And then they're realizing, oh shit, this isn't that passive. So then they have to get somebody to run it for them. So that's kind of like the market that I just jumped into and I just started managing people's properties and uh, it's done really, really well. So it's kind of like a property manager. So you just watch out for like, watching cameras when people get there for like parties and yep yep all kinds of stuff like that we have uh an entire team that pretty much takes care of check-in check-out security during the stay uh deposits the biggest part the scariest part is like the amount of money that you make yeah that's the scariest part because i'm sometimes i'm holding 80 100 200 of people's money just sitting in my bank account Mm -hmm. and i got scammed about six months ago for 25 g's and i was like damn well there goes, you know, I pulled some money out of my savings. On, <laughs> on the rental? Yeah. In the rental game, yeah. Yeah. yeah what the do they, they denying charges or how, how does that? So I rented to this. I was in Miami and I was like fucked up and I was kind of partying and I had, I had just like crushed the year. I fucking just finally made it to a point where I was like, I'm just going to go out and not worry about work. So I'm mm-hmm. working. We're like pull up to 11 and I, and I, my phone goes off and I answer it and it's somebody that wants to book a house. Mm-hmm. He's like, I need it right now. And I was like, okay, well, let me work this out for you. And I was like, well, how much? Because I almost hung up the phone. He's like, he's like, we got a $25,000 budget. And I was like, all right. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll take I'll, a couple minutes out I, of my party I, for you that. You know what's funny? Is I almost walked up to the front and like just gave him money and walked in. But then I was like, let's wait in line so I can finish this sale by the time we get to the front and just jump in. Mm-hmm. So I finished the sale. 
everything's good. I ended up partying. I probably spent more money than I should have that night because I thought I made 25 G's. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then probably two days later, I get a, uh, a notification from my payment processing system saying that they back charged on their Amex and I charged him pretty much for the whole stay and the deposit. So it was about 30 grand and he did a chargeback on all 30 grand. So this dude's in the house at the moment when this happens. So he did a chargeback before he checked out? Before he checked out. <laughs> that oh was brave. So how, long, yeah. Yeah. how long of a rental was it for? Was it, it was, like weekend, I think or? it was like uh, like four days or five days. It was, yeah, wow. it was four or five days. And he get on, he got on in on like a Wednesday. So my plan was to party in Miami, then bounce from Miami, go to LA, party there. So that was my whole like birthday trip. I get to LA and this is all happening and I'm like, well, at least I'm here, right? So I track the kid down, I break into the house pretty much and I'm like, yo, I need to get paid like right now. And he was like, okay, cool. Like, let me figure it out. Money's just, you know, blah, blah, blah. Feeds me a bunch of excuses. I'm like, okay. So I literally sit there with him for six hours until I can get a payment to go through. Finally, I get a payment to go through. I leave and as soon as I'm leaving, I'm like, I just know for some reason that the same thing's gonna happen. I let my bank know. I called everybody I needed to call to go, hey, do not let this money leave my account. And sure enough, within the next two days, it got pulled right back out of my account. Oh man. Wow. So what, how, what, what did is they your... say why? Uh, or, or does the bank So I think, that? I mean, this kid's like a, actually a really well-known scammer. He, um, he stole like a Ferrari and he's got like a G-Wagon somewhere in LA just stashed. He's been scamming a bunch of, I guess, vacation rental houses. Yeah, some something I've heard. Uh, there was yeah. a guy out here, really big spender at all the clubs. And I know he had went, I think, to 11 in Miami. And I want to say it was for one of my friend's birthday. He dropped like a half a million. And he did it on a black card. Yeah. And I just remember we were back at this hotel partying. And he was like, he had mentioned to one of the girls. He's like, he's like, I've, I already did a chargeback. He's like, who, who, who would spend a half a million in a nightclub. <laughs> and he's like and he said that he get he said when you're a black card holder you can do that once or twice a year and they yeah. just, and they just let it go. Yeah, they'll yeah. take it. So yeah. I'm like so yeah. knowing that so knowing it as a I know a lot of big businessmen that use black cards like that. Yeah, because he I mean it really makes sense cuz it's like how how would you spend a half a million at a strip club in one night? Yeah. So you could fight that really easy yeah. like I, I didn't do that. Someone stole my card. Yeah, like, so there's video of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it wasn't. It was like fifty thousand. It wasn't yeah. five hundred thousand. And if he's got that limit, you'd think he'd just have the cash to, I mean, have a good time. Yeah. So when that happens to you, there was no way to get the money from this guy. So you were, we're in. Out. Yeah, I mean, we're in. I'm still. I mean, it's, it's not like I just let it go. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, twenty five G's is twenty five G's. You know. So um, I contacted my bank. We filed. Uh, some reports, and uh, we got a hold of a bunch of different people. What, what about the homeowner? I mean, did he show you any nope. love on that? No, nope. nope. he just wants not his money. Huh? All, he doesn't bro. care what not happened not at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because yeah, then, as a homeowner, you're sitting there, and I mean, it's not to say that whatever, but then they're wondering, like, oh, are you guys pulling this scam? Yeah, yeah. So it starts to make everybody in the whole situation for look sure. Bad. And it for went sure. through and I, Airbnb. Uh, yes. Or, no, no, no. It didn't go through Airbnb. Oh, okay. It was, a, it was a private booking. Okay, got um, it. And, got I, it. And, it, and it taught me a lot of lessons. You know, I was kind of, I, I knew it was, it was so funny because I knew it was coming. I had told my girl, like, 
I was like, yo, like I'm making a lot of money right now. There's just so much money coming in and out of my account. I was like, something's gonna, something's gonna happen. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm not sure what it is, but I'm really trying to like keep a focus on everything. And then that happened and I went, yeah, idiot. I was like, you could have easily avoided that. And I was just right. like, well, but I'm happy that it happened. I had so much gratitude at the time and I still do. I'm happy that it happened at 25 G's and not a hundred grand yeah. or 200 grand. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. like, it was a burn and it stung a little bit, but I was like, I'll make that back twice as fast. Yeah, it's just crazy that the guy did that while he was still in the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he it was there was all there's a whole another story. I'll fucking write a book about it later. But it was yeah, yeah it, he led me on for like probably like I want to say almost two days, two full days of me kind of like trying to track him down. And I ended up getting in really good with his friend group, and like so they had tabs on where he was, and I just I was oh like, right, I'm, I just got got to track Is this that guy. Is that organized crime? Back. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I had. Uh, so when I was doing that, and I also was renting houses, I had a guy kind of pull something, but you know I have the right security people. So a guy tried to pull the, you're gonna have to evict me. And I said, yeah. I said, okay. I said, I'm gonna give you a 24-hour one. Sent, <laughs> sent, sent, sent a, he he tried to tell me he was gonna ride out this three-month eviction process, and I yeah. was like, that's definitely not gonna happen. Uh -huh. And so the way he was vibing with me, I was like, all right. Sent a couple Samoans over there. He was out in 24 hours. <laughs> oh yeah. No questions asked. But yeah. now that's horrible that people can do that. And I mean, I I think it happens a lot with anything luxury. Yeah. Well, especially I mean, the, during COVID, there's a lot of yeah, stories yeah. of people doing that type and what of were shit. they when you went back there were they partying like what were they yeah what were they it was doing? a small crew i think they were all scammers i think they were all kind of working together and they they were all working i could tell they were all busy doing shit and he <laughs> so when i think his scam honestly is i think he builds fake llc's in people's names like the, his crew around him he just builds llc's in their names mm -hmm. and then somehow he attaches lines of credit to them and then he uses that to then run up charges and then doesn't ever have to pay it back. And then he can file bankruptcy and then just like yes. oh everything goes away. Oh yeah. Wow. Until you're caught with a G-Wagon and a Ferrari. <laughs> and now you got to felony warrant. Or you do it with the wrong people. Yeah. You know, eventually yeah. it's, something's yeah. going to get right there. He's got Why a don't they just actually go legit? Yeah. 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 So I, it's, so, it's just as much work, too. I was looking at it. Right. I was like, bro, like, this is so much stress and work. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's, it's, I mean, from the scammer standpoint, it, it is so much stress. Mm -hmm. I mean, but I mean, I think when they're in that mindset, it just it doesn't even phase yeah. them. I'm like, it's got to phase them. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be stressful to know that, you know, you're you're basically scamming someone, and Dude. you don't know if they're gonna come. They can, you know, the police can come at any time and get you. I mean, I, that's always got to be in the back of their mind. I I don't know, I I just don't see it in like, I had a an issue recently with a customer, and she had said something to me, and I almost felt so bad, I almost gave her a refund, but she booked a house for me, didn't show up. Two days later, during her booking, she calls me, hey, I gotta cancel. Like, like two days in. Wow. Like, <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, look, you can't cancel. But like, I really take care of my customers. So I'm like, look, you can't cancel. I will give you a 50% refund, but you have to book your dates at a later date. Like you have to come back mm -hmm. and do your stay. Like I can't, I'm not just going to like give you your money, money back. back. It's making sense. Yeah. So then she just like exploded on me and like called me a scammer and called Airbnb and all this shit. And I just like felt like, well, she didn't stay there. And I was like, so I, I almost morally felt like, I don't want her to think I'm a scammer. And then I was just like, 
Now fuck her. She's, yeah. the, she's the one scamming her. She's the one trying to get over her. Fuck her. She's trying to scam you. No, so see, I, I get that here here in Vegas on Toro. Uh, a lot of people will do weekend or like four or five day rentals. And, you know, they don't really realize that there's really, you know, we tell people they can't leave the state. And I'm like, they don't realize there's nowhere to go. Yeah, where are you going so, to drive to? So when they get to the hotel, you know, they bring back my cars. They got like 10, 12 miles on them. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, they'll try to call me and be like, hey, man, can I return the car early? And I'm just like, no. And be, I said, because you, you know, you blocked a potential, time, yeah. you know, somebody else right. could have mm-hmm. wanted it. And now you just, so no, you can't. You know, it's, you know, I, I want to be, you know, I know why you're turning it in. But when you turn that in, it's a it's a full loss for me because I lost whoever might have booked it prior sure. to you. So for sure. So yeah. So I agree with that. You know, on the Airbnb, just business. Yeah. <laughs> just business. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. especially you know, you got to look at these these type of rentals. You know, people they get fucked up and they just don't show up sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've had a few times people do a Toro rental here and they just never show up. And it's maybe they got fucked up the night before, and or I mean, they put two thousand mm-hmm. miles on your car and be like, "What you talking about?" I just, yeah, yeah, well, I was just, just around driving around. <laughs> oh, a guy, a guy, <laughs> sightseeing. Hey, it was yeah, it was funny. This guy, this guy put twenty seven hundred miles on my Range Rover, and oh. I said, "I was like, you know, you're you can't leave the state, which is kind of weird because on Toro they say if you get if you have the miles, like they get two hundred a day or whatever, they're allowed to go wherever they want." And I told Toro, I'm like, I understand that. But I also have the right to deny them. So I ask them, are you going out of state? If they yeah, are, yeah. I'm going to charge them this much or they're going to get denied. So this guy was actually slick enough to tell me, he said, I was driving back and forth to Reno. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, How many times? Yeah, like he, he kind of like, he like mind fucked me. I was like, I was like, fuck. I was like, all right. And I didn't have GPS. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. So I was going through my process of like checking the car back in. I opened the glove box and this dude had a Google map thing where he went through seven different states, the whole thing out. Oh, yeah. So I fucking oh, I yeah. took a picture of it and oh, I just, wow. I mean, nice. there's not a people nice. will tell so on themselves. Yeah. We, we had some, another guy rented one of our cars and what did he leave? Like a, um, it was like a room key for in Arizona. Yeah. 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 It was like, like Arizona some nightclub or whatever. We're like, mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Toro's kind of Toro's kind of finicky, just like Airbnb, because they're kind of for you, but they're also for the customer. Mm-hmm. You they're know, just they, for they, themselves. They're not for anybody. You know? So so is Airbnb, bro. So yeah. is Airbnb. I got I got hit for like tw- I don't think it was only like twelve or sixteen G's, but I got hit from Airbnb. It never happened to me before. This lady she tried to cancel before her trip started. And then she was like, um, she's like, I have COVID, this and that. And I was like, sorry, like, it's like a couple days before. You can't cancel. I can move your reservation. She's like, no, we'll show up. I was like, okay, cool. She asked for an early check-in. I said, sure, let me make this experience nicer for you. She gets there early while the housekeepers are still there, took a bunch of pictures of the house while the housekeepers were cleaning, and then sent them to Airbnb and said, this this rental was dirty when I showed oh, up. Wow. <laughs> this rental was dirty when I showed up. I'm not staying here, blah, blah, blah. I mean, this is a four and a half million dollar house. I was like, that's a good, that's like a really deep thought process though for her yeah, to think of that. Like, right? I'm going to show and up this, early. This that's... bitch flew in from a different country. Like, literally had to fly in from a different country. Like, where did she stay? That's a lot of work to like, See, scam, yeah. to like get out of it. The, the people <laughs> that do the scams, I believe on Airbnb and Toro, they always do it. It's like them giving you a bad review. But then wanting you to do something for them to take that down. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently, yeah. I had one where I, you know, I told the guy, I was like, I was like, you're a fucking idiot. Cause I knew <laughs> I didn't do nothing. And then Toro <laughs> calls me and they're like, that's your second strike. You know, if you get one more, 
And he was like, and you know, and I told him, I was like, look, this is what the guy, me and him were texting on the phone. So I had to send him my phone texts. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, all right, well, just moving forward. They're like, yeah, this guy was talking about, he's like, he's like, I pulled up in the idiot. parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> this guy said, he goes, he goes, I pulled up in the parking lot, meaning here. And he's like, and there was just hookers and drug dealers everywhere. And like, just saying all this shit. And I'm yeah, like, bro, there's, I'm like, we got 45 cars out there in the, in the thing. And so, you know, so Toro, basically they. <laughs> They removed it because they just said the guy was so excessive. Yeah, yeah. But he was trying to get a deal. He was like, "Hey, man, if you just take off this amount of money, uh, whatever." <laughs> and I was just like, "No, man, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not taking that off." And then so that's why he left that. And you know, when I explained it to Toro, they're still like, "Dude, you cannot tell you cannot tell somebody fuck you or call." Me. <laughs> and I was like, that's "They're like, you're like, a business owner, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you're a like, cor- you're, you're like he's an idiot, company. but just don't call him yeah. that." Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. so they ended up taking off the bad review. Nice. And then now I'm like, okay, from here on out, I'll, uh, cause they're like, Hey, you're a super, you're a super, super host. host. So you, you shouldn't be just all-star talking with people. Host. <laughs> I, got, I got three more trips to them. An all-star uh, host. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that the, the good difference with the all-star host is you just have better communication because in when, before you become an all-star, they're kind of hard to get a hold of. Totally. Even, mm-hmm. even when, yeah, when like, there's an yeah, accident yeah. or something going on, it's like, they want you to fucking email them. It's like, bro, my car just got wrecked. Fucking call me. I was going to say to wait, not wait fucking, two days for an email reply. Emailing you. <laughs> I just had that. I had two two yeah. accidents actually just recently. Yeah, I'm figuring, I'm figuring the whole system out. I I feel you. Oh yeah, uh, no, email it's... it up. <laughs> just have him told your car get paid out. Yeah. Great. yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna um, crash it, go hard. Yeah, like, like <laughs> why? Well, uh, yeah, like I didn't want it all the way gone or yeah. nothing. There's no yeah. no little dance or anything yeah, like yeah. that. It's so, too much work. Um, but that's like one aspect of your life. You're also yeah. you also have another aspect of your life, yeah. right? I um. Which, which which one? <laughs> so, uh, he's a, that's uh, just too what he I'm a one percent of a one percent of a one percent. In your personal <laughs> life, you are polyamorous. Yes, yes, I identify as polyamorous. Explain how that came to be. Um, I was just a wee little boy. I was like, <laughs> I was like all eighteen, I think, at the time. I had uh, two like pretty what I thought were long relationships. They were like three years back to back. You know. Wait, how old are you right now, if you don't mind me? I'm 30. 30, okay. Yeah. So, um... 30, 30. I just, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been golden already. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just, uh... I had two long relationships that kind of ended exactly the same way, and I was like, hmm, I'm, I pick up on patterns real well. And I kind of just knew that, like, monogamy was not a thing that was going to work for me because I'm, I really... It's just distasteful to me to have to lie to someone. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to be, like, brutally honest with people. But I also kind of knew that that was going to kill my chances with most women. Um, so uh, With either of these women, did you guys do no, so cheeky I, stuff, I, like threesomes? No, no, no. I, so I decided this before I had any girlfriends or anything. I just was like, yo, I'm not going to get back into a monogamous relationship. That's not going to happen. So I was running this nightclub in Cali. And uh, I met this girl, and she was really cool, and she was like, yo, like, I like girls, and we can have threesomes, and you can date and do whatever the fuck you want. And I was like, that's sounds exactly like what I was looking for. That's the dream girl for super Yeah, dream girl always turned into not dream girls pretty quickly. 
so that kind of like led, uh, I, I would say it went for about six months, seven months. Um, and then her whole mindset kind of changed on it. Obviously she got uh, attached and had these feelings. Neither of us knew about polyamory or any of these, uh, all relationship styles so she was just wild yeah so she was just she was just cool <laughs> and horny and just <laughs> like, wild maybe it's a party difference. every day yeah, yeah. Big uh, so and then uh we were together and then we had kind of uh had threesomes and done a bunch of different stuff and then we met a girl i would say about four or five years into our relationship that we decided we were gonna uh be in a polyamorous relationship with and the main reason we did this, which this is don't do this in the future, <laughs> which is we knew I knew that me living an open lifestyle wasn't going to last. Like we had already been through three years of just bullshit and trauma and like her not getting it and like us not communicating well and all that. So then this was like, OK, well, I can still be this like open sexual being. Right. And then I'll have two girlfriends. <laughs> That living lasted. together at the no, same time? No, no, no. Oh, okay. They, uh, one was living with me, and then the other one was living not with me. Yes. Okay. And then we got together. That probably helped a little. Uh, a lot, actually. And now that I'm an adult, I would live by myself and date two women who lived separate. Ah. Um, or if they wanted to live together, by all means. But Did you ever live with two of your yes. ladies at the same time? How did that go? Uh... It was stressful. Every relationship's different, you know, and the relationship dynamics are different. Um, I would say in that relationship, uh, it was hard because the time where we started living together was where was when the girls started really not getting along. Mm. And then mm -hmm. that kind of like split us up. I realized that my old relationship was just like way too toxic and I, and I couldn't do it anymore. Uh, so we all broke up and then uh, my ex-girlfriend now were you, were you the toxic one or was it I know oh yeah for sure did you hear clear. that timeline yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on right. this is baby me yeah. uh, so it was uh, it was pretty uh, crazy and then that led into another relationship um, which was my ex and we were together for seven years um, and we were open and we were poly and her coming into so she had never experienced that lifestyle before right so you corrupted her yes <laughs> and, and then when she came into that lifestyle she was like okay this is really cool like i can vibe with this so she was already kind of like pre-set into the notion of like what the relationship was when we all broke up uh my ex and i were getting together and then i just let her know like yo I'm continuing this polyamorous thing. Like I, at that time I was throwing sex parties. Uh, I was just doing all this shit. And I was like, look, like my life's not changing. This is kind of the same direction. Cause she thought other girl left. I'm in. Just we us be two. Monogamous and we're yeah. good. Like, you know, and I was like, no, 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 nope. no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I kind of had to like back up on that. We went through like a transitionary period of like six months of me, like trying to just be over communicative. Right. Cause I learned from my past relationship that you need to be in this world. I mean, in the world at all, but, uh, in this world, especially you have to be over communicative. Right. Um, so that relationship was actually amazing. For about seven years, I would say the last two years, we started working together, and that ripped the relationship apart oh, way yeah. faster than any polyamory or other girls. <laughs> anything, or yeah. Anything. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it was like. But I mean, were you using that term polyamory 
I mean, were the girls considered that, like, when they came in? Were you using that as a term, or is it just kind of like, I mean, you're following it, but the girls, they're just saying, well, yeah, yeah like I have, are, Yeah, yeah, so they, it, they identified as that as well. Like, so they were like, okay. Were, I, were you comfortable with them to date another guy? Um, I think or, earlier in my life, when I was, like, 18, 19, 20, I don't think so. I think when I got to about 25, that's when things really started to open up for me. And okay. I was like, okay, that'd be cool. And then recently, most of the girls that I've been dating have husbands. So oh. it's like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's... And that's way better. So you're the boyfriend. <laughs> that's fucking way better. So, Hands so down. So you're the boyfriend. Hands yeah. down. You're the little boy toy. Yes. Okay. Hands down better. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no responsibility. And for people who may not understand that perspective, why is it better? Um, it's just a lot less work and, <laughs> uh, it's a lot less, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just hard to say. It's just a lot less, like it's just less communication needed to be successful, uh, less, uh, stress, I guess. Um, and, and girls have, a. I've seen it happen many, many times cause I've, I've been in four polyamorous relationships with eight different girls yeah two at the each time um and it, and it all and it always kind of gets to this same crossroad where the girls kind of like start having these tiffs and then as soon as they start having tiffs it's like they'll fucking hold on to that for like the long road like no matter what you know yeah, yeah. so they'll just like that's hold called, on to that shit called, i'm like yo i'm like what about that period i'm like you about, know what fuck you <laughs> yeah. and i'm like what about that shit i did to you like two weeks ago and she's like oh that's fine and i'm like bro what she did was like not so much more minor than what i did you know what i mean so it's kind of like that unbalance um so it's really like the girls really gotta be oh yeah you know and and so the last time i got into a polyamorous relationship um was tori and a girl we were dating and i had decided i was not going to look and for who polyamorous. is tori because Tori's people who may not be oh, she the one who yeah, saw you yeah, yeah. at that rave that yeah, one yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay, so you, your Tori. girlfriend now. Tori Babe 101 on Instagram. All right, all right. <laughs> hot as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> By far hottest girl in the world. Okay, yeah. so you and another female. Yes. So um, when I saw these two girls like interacting with each other, I was I was kind of in a relationship that I knew was ending at the moment. And we were all three hanging out all the time, and they were, like, really about each other. And I was just like, okay, I was like, I don't think I could pass this one up and not be in this relationship. <laughs> so I took a step forward, and that relationship was probably the most copacetic polyamorous relationship I had ever had. Because both of the girls were already kind of, like, in the they already jived. space. They were already, yeah. like, all over each other without me being around, without me being... They were going on dates with, the, with each other already, and then I was just like, okay, perfect. I, this this works. So I got a question. Um, with the other relationships, did you... Were the girls dating each other as well? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were dating okay. each other as well. But after then, you put them in that situation, not like not like this one where they yes. were already... Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it was like me different. dating one of them, and then another one kind and of... And you had yeah. to kind of be controlling <laughs> yeah. a lot are, of that. Are you grooming them? Yeah. Is that what they call it? <laughs> <laughs> like the young ones. Hey. Yeah, no, because I just wonder, like, coming from a girl, like, if a girl's really into a guy, I feel like she'll be just like, oh, you know, if it's the wrong type of girl, she'll get into it and be like, oh, I'm cool with that. 
But really, she's not cool with that. Oh, yeah, I've seen just that. Like trying know. to please oh, the guy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. works. I think yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, a don't do times. that. Everybody, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it's the worst, and it's it's a means to an end. It, I, I see that path, and I've seen it a million times. And when I see a girl in the lifestyle going to these like lifestyle takeover parties or like whatever, I can tell by meeting a couple within minutes, I can know if she's in it because she wants to be in it or she's in it to please him yeah right and that's when it's for sure not going to work and that's when it's not going to work there's going to be communication issues there's going to be hurt feelings there's going to be a lot of shit that you don't want to even deal with yeah i would never and i mean to the guys too a lot of guys just kind of like wave it off as like oh this is going to be awesome for me it's a very selfish thing you know and and so a lot of those guys i'm like you don't understand how much chaos you're going to cause for yourself <laughs> yeah, right. in six ten months from now yeah. Yeah. no that's yeah, what i'm I'm, I, I'm watching your instagram with all this stuff and i'm like how in the hell is this guy got this shit going on and still maintaining all this stuff <laughs> one is enough for me uh, so two, two would be uh oh, definitely I did a polyamory experiment. I'll just say that because it was only six months. And how old were you at the time? I was 23. So I was very young. And I was just kind of in this, like, I don't give a fuck phase. Mm -hmm. The girl just didn't jive. She was way, so she was 20. I was 23. That was weird. We were all Geminis too. So it was just like all these personalities (laughs) and mood swings. And then, um, like she was the one who came into our relationship, and then said, she was. You said the other girl and the guy was Gemini. We were all Gemini, oh, yeah. God. So wow. it was all Tor- fucked up party, yeah. Real. I mean, hey, no, Gemini's are cool, but this one was not, not cool. <laughs> right. And uh, evil. there's an evil Gemini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, the whole thing was is communication. So she came in, and then she wanted to like take me out Mm. of the equation Mm -hmm. or she Mm -hmm. wanted to start problems and i don't know it just became more of like i was fostering a little sister and then it was like (laughs) that time you got to get the fuck out a child how how long were you in that for six months but it was the craziest six months of my life your how long do yours normally last the i mean (laughs) i guess they're all they're all different yeah. Some last longer than the others. So you said, uh, sorry, my you very last one lasted, I want to say six to eight months. The one with Tori and then another. Yeah, another. yeah, yeah. And yeah. what happened? The, them two weren't jiving or what? Um, they had, uh, I, I would say basic relationship issues, nothing that you couldn't really work past. Um, but there was a huge commu- communication issue between me and my ex, and I just couldn't. Now, yeah. Yeah. um, yeah. I do because I, I, you have to be communicative. I can't stress that enough. Yeah, like I, so I've been in these conversations with people, and it's like I feel like the more communicative, it's the more you're telling on yourself. So you're saying I'm going to do this because I want you to know, but then it's like shit. Sometimes, like as a guy, I'd feel like you know what, I would rather just not know. Because mm. you throw that out there, then boom! Now all of a sudden it hits you. That like, is the oh. cause of the issue. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you know, everybody. That, and that feeling, knocking <laughs> yeah. on the door. That feeling though is like what what everybody has to push past. Well, yeah. And that can be like a boundary for some people. Like I've been in don't ask, don't tell relationships. Like I've got a comment in Chicago, and he 
doesn't. He, what want did you call him? Uh, he's a comet. So I I'm only hot. see him like on when like once every six months. So that's a, a comet. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that term. What was the the term that was coming to my head was trick, but you said comet. Yeah, it's not called a trick. Yeah, not trick. Yeah, different situation. Yeah, I love that. No, I actually, you know, I know, I know a lot of sex workers, and half of them. I got a couple comments too. I actually, I actually don't like that that term trick. Yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. It's kind of rude and disrespectful. So comments are somebody that are. Yeah, it's like a faraway partner that you see like on occasion, you know, and and there isn't really this like deep. I don't want to say there isn't a deep connection. Because I would almost say that some of the comments I have a deeper connection with, but we don't need this like constant communication. Right. We're like, we have like our friendship is so strong that we can go months without talking to each other and then like connect and like. And you guys are like back right And we're back where we left started. Off. Like we just yeah. spent the weekend at the win and had a great time, you know? <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. See, I think I would yeah. be, I think I would be good in that type of. Uh... And, and that's the other thing is. And <laughs> if no one can deal with truth for longer than a couple days at a time. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing is that, like, it's it's not so, like, white or black, right? Like, monogamy is pretty white or black where it's just like, okay, like, eh, I guess it is and it isn't. Some people think cheating is something that somebody else doesn't think is cheating. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm, that's right. different per person. But I would say polyamory is, like, way broader spectrum, right? So you have, you have people that are monopoly that they're... Uh, for instance, uh, my partner now, she was monopoly with her ex-husband. Her ex-husband was, was a What is monopoly? Yeah, break yeah. this down. Yeah. Yeah. So monopoly <laughs> is when, yeah, monopoly <laughs> is when um, one partner is polyamorous and dating and the other one is not. Okay. Yeah. But they know, That's but they know about, yeah, 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 it's always, all open. Always, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there, and, and that, and so every single relationship type can be its own boundaries and its own rules you know what right. i mean so but the thing that you really have to keep in mind is so and and tori and i have been able to do do this real well which is you know when she goes and says she's going to go do something or i say i'm going to go do something we make sure to make each other feel comfortable about it because we understand on the flip side of that like i'd never want to like go to do something and her like make me feel bad for leaving you know what I mean? Like, I'm right. not, I'm going to go yeah. out on a date with this girl. I'm going to go fuck this porn store. I'm going to go, whatever I'm going to go do, like, I need her support or, like, that experience is not going to be cool because what are you going to be thinking about the entire time you're out? Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. She's at home yeah, pissed off. Wanna, yeah, you're going you know to go I mean? home so, to some bullshit. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. enjoy myself. You so want to console her before you act on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that, sometimes and, and, we don't, and we don't necessarily we don't have a rule set that says like tell me before you do anything with anybody. Right. I'm there's plenty of experiences both sides where things have happened and like it was just like flowy, so, and then we told each other afterwards like, hey, this happened. I just want to let you know, make sure that you're aware. Yeah. Of it, you know, yeah. The only thing I can see on that like would be you know on the being open side is so say your partner went out and did that, and then next thing you know, a week later you're hanging out with that guy and he knows he did that, but you didn't know that they did that so it'd be like weird kind of mm. you, that's you know why you gotta be over communicative so that it's just already, so you it's already know so that if she did she comes back she's like yo by the way i was hanging out at the studio or wherever the fuck i was yeah. and he started to hook up with me and we hooked up just want to let you know you know yeah. so that way you know because i feel like if the person so say he went and they all hung out but then she told him that later Mm -hmm. And then the guy's kind of like, well, fuck, you know, I feel weird now. Like, I feel stupid that I just hung out with this guy who hooked up with you. Is that always, is that an issue? I mean, does that? 
No. <laughs> no. I don't know. I guess there's uh, there's a lot less. Uh, how would you put that? I just feel like that's you don't get into polyamory if you're not willing to have those conversations. Right. You know, like you have to be able to to be open and honest with your partner. And if you if you don't feel comfortable coming home and being like stoked to tell them that like you just had this great experience and like you hung out with this dude and and they happen to be in your inner circle, you know, like and you guys connected really hard, like there's that's like for me that's kind of like the cheating aspect of polyamory. That's mm -hmm. like when you're when you're withholding that truth because you're like insecure or not feeling good about it or whatever, like you and your partner are there to like build each other up. Like you're mm -hmm. not, it's not there to like, I don't know, make things worse. I have a perfect example of that. So uh, when I was dating my, my ex and, and Tori, we have a group chat <clears throat> and like, it was kind of for a minute. Oh, group God. chat. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. well, that's a oh, whole nother level right there. Group chat, bro. <laughs> that might be lit. That's why, everything, that, that's why everything becomes easier. I just treat it all like a business. I'm like, all right, how can I like streamline all these processes, you know? Yeah. So we have a group chat and like, uh, and again, cause I told both of them like, yo, like, you know, I'm shooting all the time. Like these girls are always hanging out of my house. Like. I'm going to fuck up and I'm probably going to forget to say something. I'm going to try and be better, you know, as good as I can about it. So then we created this group chat so that anytime something was going to happen, I just posted up in there, yo, this is happening, you know? So, uh, I posted in there once and I was actually kind of nervous about it. And I posted in there I'm like, yo, this is happening. I'm you know, going to go hook up with this girl. And they both like wrote me back and you could just see like star emojis and like all this shit. And they're like, yeah, go fuck her and go do this, go do that. And I was like, yeah. oh, like whoa i was like that's crazy like, I, I, I've, I've seen a lot of shit and this is like the first time i'm seeing so they this were like and, and that's what on. and that's what your partner's there for in life in general is to push you forward and 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 to get you to cross your own boundaries and get you to you know do the things that you want to do that are going to make you happy so you're so you're with the are you with the tory now just with the Tory. With yeah. the, the Tory. Tory. She's the Tory. Tory. So, she she is the Tory. She sounds pretty infamous. The Tory needs to, we, we got an invitation for her. Yes, she yes, could come sure. next time. So, <laughs> so if the Tory was to go out with another guy, you, you wouldn't be mad? No, no. Is it depending? I mean, I always wonder, like, is there a difference if the guy's hot or if he's not? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, does that make a difference? I mean, no, yeah. I don't think it would. Um, you know, as long as she's safe, I guess that's, I guess, my biggest concern. Okay. Um, which has actually been my biggest concern for all sex workers that I've ever dated. You know, them being in the club and them coming home late at night and them, you know, just the weird shit that happens all the time. You know, they're kind of a big target. So that has been more of a burden to me than like any guy that's going to come in and date my girl. You yeah. know what I mean? Got it. Because a lot of that fear, a lot of that fear is you know um insecurity of that relationship right like mm -hmm. oh like i don't want you know her to like him better or him to like her better or like whatever the fuck it is right yeah. and then like in my mind i try to be the best possible partner that i can and learn every day and like if that's not good enough for my partner and they like somebody better and they want to be monogamous or they want to do whatever they want to do, that's, it is what it is at the end of the day, you know? But how do you look at it? So if you're dating a sex worker, uh, does that make you feel like you're automatically in an open relationship? Or is uh, that not considered? Are they so just like, was this a, is it my was work? blurry back in the day, but now I'm actually a lot more uh, narrow about like my, my hard nose. So like, I don't really date dancers anymore. That's just not, my thing, the, I think the environment's really hard for them. I think uh, it's just a, a 
Something I don't want to get wrapped up in again. I've been in it so many times. Yeah. Um, and so this certain, is like strippers, dancers at a yeah, club. Yeah, dancers at okay. a club. Um, you know, uh, and that 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 to me, I guess I've been kind of conditionally burned so many times with dancers that I was kind of like, oh, okay, like I'm just not gonna go down that road and I guess road again, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as far as like the porn stars that I date, uh, I don't think that it's necessarily it's a. The problem is, is that my name's so big as far as like polyamory goes, when people meet me, they already know. So it's not like any girl is going to ever come to me and go like, oh, we're dating monogamous. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no girl in there like yeah. would ever see any of my stuff and be like, that's a is, thought Is that because of the, the fighting stuff or is it just because you're so open about it I think in it's because I'm so open about it in mm -hmm. general and I've yeah. always been that way. And, I, you know, it's, it's crazy that it's trending to me now because when I started 11 years ago, like – I couldn't even find any hot swingers. Like, yeah, I would, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, everybody was kind of felt that's, impossible. That's, or you know, that's also what I want to know. Like, what's your feelings on swinging? Like, do you feel you consider yourself a swinger, or are you definitely polyamorous? Uh, I a little bit of both, I guess. Um, I mean, not so much a swinger anymore. Uh, I I I went through like a big period of my life, kind of like sport fucking and like. Be going to <laughs> what? We're hey, getting right. all kinds of terms today. She went to a swinger See, pool party and she exactly told me that. Oh my god! I said I, they fuck for sport. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, and like, I've done that. I've been to lifestyle takeovers and I've lived my you know fantasies and all that shit. And then like at the end of the day, I kind of like always came back to the same thing of like, ah, well, it's not like you know super fulfilling right so right. like what's fulfilling to me so then i was just like okay so i looked at the people that i thought were most fulfilling to me and those are the people that i developed the deepest relationships with so then i was like okay so it's much more to me now about that than it is about the sex the sex is fun and like you know i personally like small parties and like just to vibe with all my people and like that's the way i like to go a lot of people you know like to get all dolled up and dance around in front of a bunch of people that <laughs> potentially are going to bang them or like whatever, they're, whatever their hey, thing hey. is, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's their thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've just learned a lot, I guess, going through this process and like being that and then getting to this point and going, Oh, okay. Like it's much less about that to me now. Kind than, of finding yeah. your tribe. Of yeah. But I'm still, I guess that's a swinger. Have, have, do you, have okay. you been to the green door? I haven't. I've heard it's a really. I've, I've heard it's a really hey, you're cool. You're the first person oh, to have to bring it up one, once huh? an episode. I've not heard it's a good venue. No, it's, it's definitely <laughs> no, 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 not. No, 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 no. I heard the venue is cool, like the the features of the oh, venue, yeah, but yeah. Like, obviously the people who are gonna go to <laughs> I, I just not public, uh, a not, public sex. And we know the know. the owner of the Green Door, so let's not hate on him. But <laughs> no, you know, I said all positive things just now. But yes, I just feel like with with everybody has a story. Green Door. <laughs> it's kind of in a bad neighborhood and it's like if anybody can pay a hundred dollars and come in you don't know who you're getting and i mean yeah, i know yeah. some of these other higher end parties they call it yeah they kind of they kind of screen you but i'm just like yeah it's just free from yeah well <laughs> that was that how was much mine, are you screening bro. how much that, are you oh, actually screening oh my god so like we became really really big um in huh that's how we met yeah that's how we oh, met was, was hosting my parties i had I, I was screening her actually that's like yeah. kind of how she came along but screening yeah i know yeah. <laughs> screened her really hard screening screened process. Her super hard how, how uh, does your screening work 
Um, I mean, I, I really get a good vibe of somebody through their social media usually. Um, and then friends of friends, like personal contacts. Maybe if I know somebody, I reach out to them. Yo, what do you know about this person? Uh, then we'll do the in-person meet. I'll meet them. I'll talk to them. Why are, first of all, why are they wanting to come to my event in the first place? Why are they in the lifestyle? Why are they swingers? I need that information first to verify if that's going, if I want them around me. Do you still throw these parties? Um... Once in a while. Okay. Business has kind of been booming. So it's whenever been, the light gets turned on, less. you let them know. Yeah. yeah. Group text. <laughs> group chat. Group chat. Group chat. So, yeah, I mean, that it's a long screening process and, and, but it shows in the events, you yeah, know, so, so something I saw, so I knew, I know this couple and they're, they do swinger parties and they're supposed to be a little bit more on the, on the higher end. And uh, so I was in a situation where I heard, you know, the the woman always participated at all the parties. And then I heard that the guy didn't. So I was like, didn't matter to me one way or another. But we were hanging out one night and uh, the guy had kind of, the girl I think was roughly around 35. But the guy kind of went off with like this 25-year-old. And so I'm like, these are the swinger owners. Like these are the people who own and they're supposed to be on this thing. But it really intrigued me because I'm like, okay, now I'm watching this guy literally walk up with this girl and then you know they reappeared so i was like very focused from that point on <laughs> <laughs> and, and here and here's the, the whole room. Yeah. Well, i was just well i just wanted to see well, i'm like oh, okay they're true participants and what what i said was is the girl was a hundred percent shook the, the wife you know the one that does the things mm -hmm. and that's why i asked what do you mean I'm, seeing him walk away with the with the girl yeah oh, like she okay. was yeah, shook yeah, yeah. And, and like i said did she mistreat the girl or anything when she came back no you know mm -hmm. she, she but was she preoccupied with a you know no no we were actually oh, hang, we were no we were <laughs> we were hanging at like a like a like a center bar at the palazzo oh. mm -hmm. but okay. it was just they came back we everybody knew they went to a room they came back so i was just really i was watching her and i was watching him and I could just tell that she was just steamed. And I mean, again, it wasn't, she wasn't steamed with the girl. Cause I was like, well, how could you be if, if you're the one who participates at all yeah, these yeah, parties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I was like, so there is feelings though. Oh, and I'm like, as much as these people think, you know, say always that feelings, always <laughs> it's yeah. not something like I'm a fucking emotional, like robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's I did a little research too, going down more of my little, uh, polyamory stuff. But um, there's these things called quads, like where, quad. yeah, like um, how how do you feel about like the marriage and also even two children in a polyamorous um, experience? I've seen multiple kids in polyamorous like polycools and stuff. Um, I think that it's <laughs> polycools. Yeah, I, I think that it's I think that it's really actually pretty healthy. Yeah. Um, I, the most of the times that I've seen it, parents are super involved, uh, super communicative, super informative. And I think that that kind of changes the way you look at things at a young age. And I think that it changes it in a super positive way. Would you want to, um, you know, further your polyamorous lifestyle when you have children or get married children huh i'm having children i gotta go i'm just saying as in future like you know yeah, if, if you've ever thought about that i don't know it's 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 day by day for me you know especially like in this realm and it's it's so funny because it's like to me a lot of people come to me and they're like yo where do you find like the the people that you find you know that's like the most common question i get <laughs> yeah, right yeah. Like, 
And it's just like, I don't know, I just be myself and like I shout everything I do at the top of my lungs yeah. and like the people who appreciate that are going to find me, mm -hmm. you know? And I tell people they just got to be more open and communicative about it because the, one of the big biggest problems is there's so many like uh, uh they're they're hiding essentially they're in the closet about being polyamorous being gay being whatever it is that they are that they're insecure about they're in the closet about it and i think that the more people open up about that the more people will come out and they be like this is who i am and then the right people are going to find you you know yeah i got it so so, how about you, Mish? What you you said you're yeah. you're you're a dancer. She had, she had yeah. plenty of titles. You're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got, I'm a woman of many trades. Yeah, well decorated. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, are you in a relationship? Uh, no, I'm currently no. single. Um, I just got out of a relationship actually, um, and we were kind of you kind of touched on a couple of things where um, some like jealousy issues coming up and some mm -hmm. uh, issues with like so I I'm pansexual, so I'm interested in all sorts of humans, um, but. I was in a relationship with a man and we were pan, primary. Did you say pan? Pansexual, yeah. Man, you got all these yeah, we gotta, we gotta get a book. Yeah. So um and I yeah, so we were, you know, primary partners and we were like doing the thing. And uh there was a guy that I was like super interested in that I'd been kind of like, you know, planting the seeds mm. with and like making it uh just like let him flirting. Be Let yeah. him know. Yeah, exactly. And then an opportunity showed up. And we, like my primary and I hadn't considered like what our rules were because early in the relationship. And I had like a one night fling with this guy and turns out fling man and primary partner had beef. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. damn. That's the worst case scenario. Over. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I had a beautiful time. With well, I'm, hey, I'm yeah. um, but yeah, it, and it, and it does, it did like hinder the relationship. So you did know? you like tell him oh, who yeah. the person was and then he dropped the knowledge on you yeah oh, yeah God. yeah i was like it was funny i like went and you know had a, a very fun night and then the next day i was going out of town so i was like going to see my primary partner and we like had a like sexy time and we're like Ooh. going to get in the shower and i was like just so you know like this happened and and at first he was like oh great and i have like you know it's hard to be vulnerable like that to somebody especially like your first time telling a partner especially as a woman too especially as a woman you know mm -hmm. and and so um yeah they he was like he was not stoked at first he was fine <laughs> and then he was not stoked that's and one like, way to put it yeah like kind of trampled on me with his emotions and then i was like well i'm gonna go home for christmas now and we're gonna take a week off and <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> figure that out and that was seven months ago how, yeah, like, yeah. how long were you with in a relationship for so we were together from like august till the beginning the end of march so kind of a short term. Yeah, thing. it was a short relationship. Yeah, okay. for sure. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. But was that that was like the definite end of it? That was the brick well, wall right there. Well, that was like the moment that everything started to kind of crumble. Yeah. Um, we tried to like repair it, but then it just like really wasn't working. And I'm, you know, I do a lot of things, and I'm very focused on my business. And part of the reason that I'm poly is because I just don't have a lot of time to dedicate. And so I need somebody else. Like, I can't be everything for one person. Mm -hmm. And so I need, like, he had another girlfriend. And I loved that about him. I was like, great. You know, like. With you, your partner? Yeah, my oh, primary okay, okay. had another girlfriend. And I loved that. Okay. <laughs> you know, because I don't have to show up all the time. I Like, if he wants to hang out with somebody, like, he can just call her if I'm not available. Okay, you know? so, you guys, yeah. so he wasn't exclusive with no, you. Oh, no, okay. he was yeah, very well. poly as well. And, like, yeah. he had similar hobbies. It was great, yeah. you know. He was fine. Um, yeah. 
yeah, and yeah, yeah, he's fine, right? Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, emotions are still involved, right? Right, right, right. But at the same point, yeah, it was we we had like our breakup conversation, and we're very amicable. He, one of the things I love about him is he's so such a good communicator and so good at like breaking shit down. So we sat there, and he was like, "Yeah, I think that like the minute that that." that you hooked up with that guy and just like the whole way that it happened and everything, it just like shattered me. And I, I, you know, the way he described it, how you say, it, he was like, I, uh, I found myself like in a hole and I haven't been able to like dig myself out. And I'm like, I've been sitting here with a goddamn shovel, like trying yeah. to dig you out. You're not, you know, yeah. and he had a girlfriend too. He did yeah. have a girlfriend too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know, different feelings for different partners, you know, yeah. and, um, and I don't, I can't speak on his behalf, but, um, but so, but as a sex worker, yeah. any of the people that you go out with, has any of them been like, you know, Hey, you're my soul or have you always been like, Hey, if you do want to go out with somebody else, you have the freedom to do that. Or are you like, even though I do this as a job, no, you have to be with just me. No, nah, that's not, I was, I was Polly before I was a sex worker, okay. you know, like I, so, so I'm trying to separate the, the two. So they're two totally separate, they're two totally different like yeah. identities, you okay. know, like, cause I, then I throw swinger in there and I'm like, okay, what's that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, they're all separate. We, we need yeah. a whole like thesaurus so you can, yeah, yeah. yeah they're all, break them down. Yeah. So I swing and that's how I met Chris actually. Um, and I was at a party with a guy that I was dating and, and it's kind of funny because you had mentioned something along the lines of like when you screen people, you can see if like who's into it, like legit and who's not. And like right. he was, he claimed to be really into it. And then like we got to the party and I was really fucking into it. Yeah. <laughs> you can see like his, 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 his everything like. has just began. Well, again, that's the guy being really into you. And then, so he's going to be like, all right, I gotta, I'm going to do whatever she wants to do. Yeah, I guess. But I wasn't, wasn't even, I had wasn't. like orgies and like sex parties wasn't even on my radar, you right. know, like, like my, like the dude hooked it up with Chris. And like the only reason that we even got a slot in the party was cause I had reached out to you because you hadn't gotten back to my man. Cause it's a dude and like, <laughs> did that mean he didn't pass the screening or did he? Yeah. <laughs> no, I've got like 700. Okay. Right. So like he finally, so he like, he's like, Oh, we have an opening. Are you a couple? Like, you know? And I was like, yeah, actually like couple and we're interested and we can like come in today for like a little interview. And, and then, yeah, we went to the party and, and then that party, that party was actually part of why, like him and I broke up. That was, his, that, was that was the brick wall in that situation. That's what I was say. That's, yeah. Unfortunately, I've broken up a few couples. Yeah. Sure, that list is long. Claim that, but for you guys, I will. Yeah. Well, that's what so I'm trying it's to get. It's usually to... about to happen, so yeah. that just usually pushes it over the just top. Because so. you kind of see who's really down yeah. when you yeah. go to these parties. Yeah, totally. And like, I think that you can learn a lot about a person based on how they interact in those kind of group settings. You know, yeah. it's very different when you're on like a one-on-one -on -one kind of situation versus like coming into a group and then like really showing your true colors, right? You know, and like, or just, uh, yeah, maybe not true colors, but just a different side. It's true colors. Yeah, it's yeah. True colors. <laughs> well, that's why I said if a girl is really into to a guy or vice versa sometimes they just jump on the bandwagon like okay yeah i'm down just with that. to please them or, right. or but then they them, get there yeah, and they yeah. realize that you know that's not their type of it's gonna hurt some feelings it's the, it's the coolest thing to see like when people are talking to me about coming to the events and how you know they're excited obviously and then people always i, I don't want to call it trash talk but like hype themselves up or whatever you know yeah. and yeah. like oh, i'm so ready for this you know and then like to see them how they act 
during the party. It's in another yeah. world, like another planet. Like, what did little, I get myself into? Wallflowers. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. The fuck? Wall, wallflowers uh, not oh, doing yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 Conversely, I was like, I was born for this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I'm still, like I said, we've we've had it on our radar. We've been saying we want to go to a correct party because we did a, I did, I mean, this was a long time ago, but I did a tour of the Green Door. And like I said, that's not a great example. I would say of sure. uh, of that lifestyle. The, okay, so here's the hard part with like lifestyle parties. This is from my point of view, um, it's hard to do like a party like that. So like my parties, I don't charge people money, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're free, um, and I used to host like luxury sex party parties, and I used to charge money, and it became a nightmare really fast. So then I was like, okay, well, like I can't do this as a business because I had already been doing it for free for like three or four years. And like big people that were coming to my parties were like, bro, you need to turn this into a business. We'll pay you. Those are the only people that were wanted to pay me. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I was like, this isn't like something I could really, you know, and the, the people that I really wanted there, some just couldn't afford it. So then I'm not going to give free tickets to some people and then charge other people. Or there's money, an you know? expectation. If somebody pays you, then they're that's like, number one. That's, that's number one. Number one. Yeah. It's like the, the dudes that want to put down money and say like, well, I should be able to fuck whoever I want. Like, yeah, 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 that's yeah. Just, hey, it's it's just not becomes a headache to you. It's not the vibe you want. Not the same type of event It's not the vibe you want anyways, but that in turn was just like killed it for me right away. So then that's the hard part is it's like, it's instead of there's I haven't seen an elite group that does like a ticket thing that has ever come anything close to like what I do that I've seen. Um, but I have seen other like private collective groups of friends host parties at their houses that I imagine would be much closer to what I have going on. Got it. And also with something like the green door, you know, like um Everybody, everybody's paying to get into the green door, mm-hmm. right? So there is like that, that like levels the playing field. Like with you, it was like kind of more of a private event. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I said, well, the thing with the green door, we were, I was, we were touring, and we actually had our tour bus parked there. And somebody's like, "Hey, you guys got to come in and take a tour of this place." Oh, nice. And we never, you know, being from Detroit, we never seen anything like this. Yeah, so right. So we were just like, "What in the fuck is going on in here?" I wouldn't really consider like the green door. No, I mean, to it's, be, like, that's like a Camry or anything like. No, that. that's yeah. like a very public it's like an attraction. But the thing that was so odd sure. to me is like, you know, again, I didn't see very beautiful people, but the guys were almost like robots. Like a halfway decent girl would walk by and the whole crowd would be like, <laughs> like yeah. shift. And I'm just like, How, what do you do if you go there with a with a girl and she's pretty and you got these people shifting with you? Every move you make, they're making them <laughs> But I was looking at these guys and I'm like, You got the guy in the suit, you got the Drug dealer looking guy. Yeah, you had like one of each. Oh yeah. And they were all just mesmerized. Yeah. You know, I think so. in that case it's like it's all important about boundaries, you know? It's all yes. about like what you and your partner have like laid down before you walk in before the club. Before you yeah. walk in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but- yeah, before any parties ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. any like, situation one, like, like that. Yeah. yeah, what what you know what happens if this happens? Because and and a big rule I I put on mine is I I've got uh, a list of twenty five plus rules to my parties when you're you know inducted and you can come in and uh and then you also sign a contract stating that you read those rules uh, because they're really important because if you break any of them you're xed and you're essentially almost never allowed back like mm-hmm. there'd have to be a big up roar in the entire group for them to be let back due to any like negligence of the rules essentially 
I would love to see those rules. Yeah. <laughs> can, we, can we get a copy of that? Can we get an that invite? Do <laughs> <laughs> we get yeah. invited to these parties? I'll send you, I'll send you the rules. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is there like an application see if you can process? Follow them first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, number three. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that lets people know right up front. Like, okay. I want to touch on that idea, though, of like being a sex worker and being like potentially monogamous. Like, does it automatically mean you're in an open relationship? I don't think so. Like, I personally, because I was poly before I ever did sex work i don't really have that problem because everybody just knows i'm poly and don't get into a relationship with me if you don't want that right? Mm -hmm. right however i have a few porn star friends that like are they play with the idea of poly and like open relationships but they don't necessarily like follow through with the same like lifestyle that like chris and i lead you know like they yeah. keep one partner like and they, they have yeah that like one they partner. stay with their boyfriend yeah but on the side it's it's like a job yeah it's a job and that's how it's understood and they don't open the relationship up to necessarily like other play partners right just people for funsies yeah well that's what i mean because yeah. i've i've dated sex workers and then so and that's the situation i've been in right it's been like you know, like, okay, well, if I go out and do that, I'm just going to do my job. And I'm like, I understand that. Right. But then can I do that? And, you know, sometimes sure, yeah. sometimes it's like, no. For your job. <laughs> for your job. For well, your job. also. <laughs> as long as you're working. As long as you're getting paid for it, I guess. Well, yeah. well also. The, the porn world. Keep, why can't women have two boyfriends? That's they can. They, they can. They can. Yeah. Like, I mean, but, like, being a polyamory like that. So, a poly yeah. Like most porn stars I've oh, met yeah. How in the is industry, that? most porn stars girl with two are, guys. are yeah. monogamous. Most porn stars that I've met are fully monogamous. Mm -hmm. Like m vast majority. Really? Yes. Huh. Vast majority of porn stars that I've met are completely monogamous, I'd say. Because they would you consider like they <laughs> yeah, would be, even though they still go out and do jobs, they are still jealous if their guy is Yeah, and I'm also not saying they're not also fucking other people and, and, and they're not swinging together, but a lot of those people identify as monogamous yeah. right you know what i mean no i see that a lot yeah i also feel like strippers are the same way mm -hmm. you know like you go out there and the thing is is like when you're doing sex work and sex work is your main form of income like you don't want to be connecting on that deep level with a number of different people mm -hmm. you know like that's yeah. that's part of the reason i was doing sex work more full-time during like the pandemic and like the last few years oh perfect during the pandemic you yeah <laughs> well it was like only fans it was like solo did you, shit you oh know? i was, yeah, I was yeah. about to say did you wear a mask yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're covering up you know what i mean um but yeah and then and then it just got to a point where i found that my relationships were suffering and because i do want to have like two boyfriends or a, a boyfriend and a girlfriend like i wasn't able to like give myself emotionally or find that intimacy because i was always looking for like you know making porn and like who am i going to connect with and how like you know what i mean it's like it, now i'm doing it for money There's so no why am i going to do it for funsies, yeah. you know yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so yeah the transition has been actually really good for like my relationship i'm writing that yeah. word down to funsies creating a whole dictionary off the episode I was today just out there doing yeah. it for funsies, funsies yeah. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be his that's gonna be his get out jail free card yeah. Yeah. and i are putting a course together just in this meeting yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of terms yeah yeah, so that's yeah, so that I mean that was kind of crazy what you said. So, I met so you when you're in a poly, you said with like Tori, what if she swung around and she had a guy? So now she's like, now your two are my boyfriends. How does that work? So Tori actually uh, had a husband when we met, um, and uh, we were all to 
I mean, he was with her and I was with her for how long? I want to say almost a year. I would say, yeah. but he was aware as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, he was you aware. Guys are I mean, cool we, with each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're super cool. I mean, we're still cool. He's 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 a cool guy. You're still like um, I fight though, so I'll whip his ass if I need. <laughs> I'll choke him out if I need to. <laughs> it's a it's it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So I mean, we had a really good relationship. Very communicative. You know, it was actually really cool because like, so Tori, mine and her relationships knew right, and they had been married for a very long time, I want to say eight years, nine years. So he knew her on a much deeper level than I could know who she was. So when she was going through things and I couldn't really figure it out on my own, he'd be like, yo, like, here's some fucking tips. And I'd be like, oh, this makes yeah, that's, so that's much sense. Dope. You know, no, it, <laughs> I mean, it, like, was, yeah, it was. It was. And I was like, damn, I, he still texts me to this day. He texts me right before her birthday. He's like, hey, bro. Like, don't forget. Like, don't fuck her birthday up. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I already got everything planned. But, yo, thanks for, like, reaching out. You know? Yeah, that's like, crazy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's pretty wild. And it's really cool. And, and, uh, and you know, sometimes people are just, like, vibe really well with each other. And, and sometimes relationships last. And sometimes they don't. And, like, you know, uh, you have to be happy with either, really. Yeah. I, think the, I think the biggest thing, uh, a big takeaway is, like, re a relationship ending doesn't mean anything negative. Right? Like mm -hmm. a lot of people take it so negatively. Like, like you have to hate each other. What's or you have wrong to be with mad. me? Yeah. There's something wrong with them. You know what I mean? It's like, it just becomes this toxic thing, which where it could become really beautiful and supportive. It mm -hmm. could, you mm -hmm. know, I had a breakup with, uh, with my ex Jess. Uh, we're still on really good terms now, but when we broke up, we decided we were like, look, like, you know, obviously things aren't working out. Like we don't have any like hate towards each other, but we kind of need to end this. So we ended it by creating a video about each other and like kind of why we were ending everything. And because we had a lot of friends that had known us together I, for seven years. I would like to see those videos. Yeah. And we, and we, <laughs> and, we and you know, we just, just like see. talked about each other and just said, you know, uh, yeah. we both learned so much from each other and it was such an amazing relationship over the course of the years. And we're just kind of at the end of our path. You know, and, yeah, yeah. and and it was beautiful. And, you know, we kind of stopped talking for a little bit. Well, it is. It's a weird thing that you can go out with somebody for a long period of time and then all of a sudden you don't know them. You know, like you, I mean, you become yeah. kind of like I mean, enemies, sometimes you're dating somebody then, for years and don't know them. Yeah. Like I, I that's I a had, good point too. You know what I mean? No, yeah. but I think, I think a lot of it is though too, is, is when you're trying to keep it going when it's already over yeah. then that's when you start to hate each other because oh, it's right. just miserable for another yeah. year or something like you're oh, just, yeah but i mean most people don't have the communication skills to even know their partner in general so yeah. it's just like and they don't care to either because a lot of people are constantly like looking inward um not in a positive way but more in a selfish way yeah. you know so they're not mm -hmm. like constantly like, going to their partner asking like yo what's you know what is your favorite color of flower what's your you know what i mean like really getting to know them how do you feel about you know finances how do you feel about kids how do you feel about all these like deeper rooted things how do you feel about me fucking somebody else how do you feel about <laughs> yeah, no. you know what i mean like all the things flavor flower and can could, i fuck yeah. her <laughs> yeah i will say i in my little six months i learned a lot about mm -hmm. myself yeah. yeah and a lot so. of people and a lot of people get burned like bad right you said it was crazy I, fucking i'm traumatized right? <laughs> exactly. traumatized right that's traumatized, the word so a lot yeah. of girls a lot of girls come to me or post on my shit and they're like i'm never doing polyamory again i tried it once it was fucking terrible blah blah blah, blah. It exploded nobody loves me and then i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i'm like all right i'm like look your first monogamous relationship how bad did that end terribly yeah. okay yeah so this was your first polyamorous relationship 
it's going to end terribly. Like anybody that wants to try, just like trying a business, just like riding a bike, just like it's going to fail hard and bad, but like it only goes up from there. Right. You know what I mean? Then you learn the communication skills. Then you learn what you don't want. Then you learn toxic couples that are just looking for you as a sex toy. Then you realize, you know what I mean? So you just, you get deeper in the game and then you like really start to understand what you want, what you expect from your partners, what they should expect from you Mm -hmm. and well, that's what I, I mean. I like meeting people like the people who say like we, we have a term out here we use for a lot of girls. We call them sneaker hoes. There's there's <laughs> that's a nice the, term. yeah, there, there's, there's those a new term for me. Could, there we go. go ahead and adopt yeah. It. yeah, there you go. Well, they're, they're doing that, but they don't you know, they're they're under some other persona. And they just don't want to disclose Those that. But it's like, hey, you don't have anti-sex workers. You don't like, have a job. Be about it. Yeah, you don't have a job, but you're traveling around the world, and <laughs> you know, like I, I know what's up. <laughs> you know, we've been Every, everybody stuff. knows. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so there's the ones that are like that, and then there's the ones, you know, very few that are about it. You, me, a hundred percent, I can tell her about it. So I'm like, when, when you say it. stuff, yeah. it's like I'm, I'm trying to envision myself. I'm like. You're making the person feel good. Like, you know what? You're right. You know, you're going to go fucking bang this dude out. Like, you make him feel good about it. <laughs> this I'm like, you make him feel good. I think if you're, oh, no, but I mean, but you're so about it that the energy, like, just transfers over. Like, yeah. you know what? You know, that probably it, helps. I'm sure it, that, it, like, would, like, it would help. Like, like, motivating, I guess. Talk? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, well, I guess I have to be happy about it because she's so happy. Smack her. <laughs> Smack, yeah. Smack their yeah. ass. Yeah. Go, go get them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little it's, slap and tickle. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's the delivery. I think it would be the delivery. Oh, 100%. You know, if, if a girl's saying that, but she's not delivering it correctly, it could go wrong in many ways. Yeah, definitely. And it also depends on like where it's coming from. Like, is it coming from an ego perspective? Like, oh, I just want to like, you know, bang dudes and like, you know, fat cocks and shit. Like, no, like that's not, you know, like that's not like where it's really coming from. Right. Like, if it, it, that's not legit, you know, like that's not from the heart. And if it's from the heart, then it's not coming from you know, it's, you're, ha- you're looking for connection. You're looking for intimacy. You're looking for, for realness. And that's yeah. like a huge aspect to all of it. Got it. Yeah. Definitely. Well, we appreciate you guys coming through. I mean, that, that, that was a, uh, we could probably could have done two or three episodes off of this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're <laughs> going to do it to be continued. Yeah. Yeah. We might have to, we have to continue this. We'll, be back. we'll definitely we'll be come back yeah. to a party. Yeah, re- real quick, Mish, have you ever dominated this freak guy over here? Uh, I have not dominated him in the bedroom <laughs> sense, but that's a whole nother, hey, that's hey, another yeah. episode. <laughs> no, I, I know a few dominatrix. That's what, that's yeah, why I asked. No, like, that's a whole Chris. different world. No, she doms my ass in the gym, man. In the gym. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. Even, it hurts way worse in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we I appreciate you guys thank stopping you guys by. Thanks for coming by. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate right. you guys. Peace. What do you, oh, I was going to oh, yeah. say, you want to yeah. get their plugs? Yes. We, <laughs> oh, How shit. can we Freak follow hustler, them? Freak Hustler on uh, all channels, Airbnb Cartel, Freak Show, uh, uh, MVP Lux Services. Look at all that. And that's F-R-E-E-K. F-R-E-E-K, yes, sir. Okay. And, and you can find me on Instagram, uh, metal underscore Mish. Spelled M E E S H. You want to get that ass beat? Yeah. If you want <laughs> like her. spicy content, it's gonna be Metal Mish, but on OnlyFans or on Twitter. Yeah. What's your OnlyFans link? Uh, OnlyFans slash Metal Mish. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There you yeah. go, pervs. Everyone typing it. Thank you so much. You can follow me on Instagram, Domo Monster Seven. 
And uh, oh yeah, true. True doesn't have one. He got. He yeah, got, got he, got hacked. Hacked. he got hacked. He got hacked. Yeah. At DJ Super James. Don't forget to uh, every Thursday we got our Throwback Thursday episode. So we got a lot of content that we got during uh, COVID and everything. So that'll be up there. We appreciate you guys, and we'll check everybody out next week. All right, peace out. Peace out. Peace out.